welcome to the Beautiful Souls podcast with your host, myself, Danielle Cadwell. I'm an Olympian author, speaker, and coach, and I'm here to dive deeper into all things mindset, manifestation, mission, and yes, some meditation. In 2013, I was an unfit, concussed, and massively self-conscious synchronized swimmer when an opportunity arrived that was well beyond my wildest dreams to begin training for the next Olympic Games. I was terrified. However, I decided to take the biggest leap of my life. I went all in, moving from Canada to Australia and dedicating my life to my sport. On this journey, I made a vow to myself. If I could do it, if I could really make my wildest dreams come true, I would spend the rest of my life sharing what I had learned to help others do the same. So beautiful souls, this podcast is where I fulfill my promise. We'll talk about everything from the energetics of manifestation and the power of self-worth to mindset cultivation and how to step up and into your soul mission. You can think of this time together as kind of like a soul spa, where together we will wash away your fears, massage you with some truth and some love, and spruce you up on the insides with some spirituality. So, are you ready to be rejuvenated from the inside out? Let's dive in. Welcome back, you sexy sunshine souls. And maybe I should change the podcast to called Sexy Sunshine Souls. Um, but no, I love beautiful souls um, because you're all beautiful souls. So what we are talking about today is going to be this like potent little mind soul food porridge for your heart and soul, where we are talking about and diving into all things. It's not about what you do. It's about the energy that you do it in. It's about the frequency that you do it within. Okay, so I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a backstory to understand where this is coming from, because this has been a massive shift in my own life over the past few years. It has changed so freaking much. So the other day, um, I have just started swimming again after not swimming for uh, like a long time. I didn't swim for like 10 months, which is a long time considering I spent 18 years as a synchronized swimmer and like almost like many, many days out of every week in the pool, in the pool or at the pool. So I hadn't been there in many a long time and um, I've been loving it. Um, and I also have been going to the gym and my F45 class, which I also really enjoy. And I literally swimming just brings me so much joy. So it was on like a Tuesday and I went for my workout in the morning and it was a sunny day. And I was like, Oh my gosh, when it's sunny, I was like, cause I swim at this outdoor pool. It's really beautiful. and has an amazing view. And I was like, I want to be outside. I want to go swim outside because it literally makes me feel good. So I did a workout and a swim. Um, which, you know, this is an hour and a half swim, 45 minute workout. Like that's a lot in a day. Um, and then a few days beforehand, this was on the Tuesday. I did that and on the Wednesday had already booked another swim at 7am. <laughs> so that's like with 12 hours later. And it was the last day for me to like get in one more day at my gym membership before it stopped for a month. And so I really wanted to get in one last workout because I wouldn't be able to go there for a month. So within like a 24 hour period, I ended up doing like two big swims and two gym workouts, which to the average person is a lot to being an athlete, um, for many years, it wasn't. And what I realized is that I did that in such a different frequency than I would have done that two, three, four years ago, because when I came back from the Olympic games, um, and even, you know, a big one was after the Olympic games, it's this bizarre thing of you literally just, you work and you train like six, eight, 10 hours a day for months and months and months. And then you kind of just stop. 
And it's so weird um, because my job was my sport. And all of a sudden I just stopped swimming and I stopped training. And when you're an athlete, training six to eight hours a day is normal. So I felt like, and I know this can happen with a lot of athletes. I felt like I had to keep doing that. I felt like I still had to train minimum four hours a day because number one, moving my body does make me really happy. But I started to work out and train and that much out of this fear, this fear of gaining weight, this fear of getting fat, this fear of getting unfit, losing everything. But it's like, you know, I'm sending so much love to that version of myself, which is like five years ago now, because it's so, you know, ludicrous for me to think that I being a normal person at that point, you know, was, who was working as well and wasn't an athlete for a few months as I was trying to recalibrate what I was wanting to do would have the time or the energy to work out on my own, like four or five hours a day. It's, it's crazy. Right. Um, and I was doing that working out out of such a deep energy of fear and scarcity. And I also like had some disordered eating around then. And, you know, this happens with a lot of athletes where I was like, well, if I'm not working out eight hours then I don't deserve to eat as much because and then I'm going to gain weight. And it just got, and I was in a really, really toxic, um, mind space for a few years. And this doesn't happen to all athletes. This is my perspective. I just want to be really clear. And I also had that within me from being younger as well. Um, it's something that my soul has needed to learn, but I came back from this, the, the Olympics. And, you know, there was a few months before I got back into training again to go to the 2017 world championships in Budapest. Um, and I was, you know, trying to eat a lot less, trying to like skip meals or, you know, just skip meals, but call it like intermittent fasting. Um, which is another conversation that it's important to have in here as well. Um, and work out a lot. And I, all of that was out of so much fear and so much scarcity. I was working out out of like panic and punishment. I was eating and or not eating out of fear, out of punishment. And it was in this really toxic trap. And I really had to unravel myself from that um, because I knew that it wasn't good and I knew that I couldn't keep it up. Like, you know, if you're training for something, that's a whole different story. But if you just think that you need to work out four or five hours a day as an average person, you, you don't, you, you don't need to do that. Your body needs to rest. Your body needs to nourish itself. And, you know, I really healed a lot of that within me and it's taken time. And I'm really proud of myself of where I've gotten to this space now with my relationship with food and my relationship with my body and working out, it's gotten a lot better. Um, and I, I notice that habit in me because I do fall back on that because I do have this thing within me that absolutely, I love, I love working out and I love moving my body. It literally makes me feel so good. Um, but I noticed I was like, Oh, Danielle, that's a lot, you know, that, you know, to do two swims and two workouts and two, like four, you know, all those four workouts in two days, just because, you know, I'm not training for anything just because I was just really aware. I was like, I don't, I always am aware of me falling back into that pattern. And then I realized that that experience that happened recently I was doing all of that out of so much love and joy for literally moving my body and getting to be in the water, which makes me feel so excited and to have like, to be able to move my body and feel so freaking good. And even though that was like quite a few workouts for the average person within a couple of days, 
I, I realized I was doing it out of an energy of love and I had the perspective now, like a couple of days later to rest after that. I was like, okay, cool. That was like a big thing on my body for a couple of days. Like, let's just make sure we rest and nourish and, and rejuvenate. Whereas previously three, four years ago, I wasn't doing that. I wasn't, I was thinking that I need to work out seven days a week or like six days a week, but six days a week at five hours a day by myself, not training for anything. It wasn't healthy. Right. And so that's where I come back to this principle of it's not about what you do. It's about the energy that you do it within. And when you're doing it within an energy of love and nourishment and, and caring for yourself, it's going to have a such more balanced nature as well. And this, I just want to preface as well, this doesn't have to, this has to do with everything. It doesn't just have to do with working out. It doesn't just have to do with food. This can have to do with literally everything from, you know, growing your business or, you know, uh, building your business or working to dating, to being single, to social media, to things like alcohol, to things like sex, to things like gambling. It's not about the thing that you do. It's the energy that you do it within. And this is, again, like if people have addictions in those areas, it's the energy that they're doing it within. And if you have an addiction, please reach out for help in whatever way, shape or form, but be aware of the energy and the frequency that you are in when you're doing something, not just about what you are doing. Okay. So in the example of social media, you can use social media in a really mindful way, you know, and I have this, like I, social media is something that I really have to like practice with because I do am able to reach so many people on social media, but I also have to really practice my self-restraint. You can jump on social media and go check out the people that inspire you and feel uplifted when you leave and be on there for like 10 minutes, maybe 15 and like leave feeling like you receive something that nourished your soul. Or you can go onto social media out of fear, out of judgment, out of escapism. You know, if we ever want to escape something, escape the fears in our mind, escape the fears in our brain. And that can be a really depleting energy. Okay. And you can even, you know, when you're starting something, you can be in an energy of, of love. And if you overdo it, you can move into an energy of depletion or fear or hatred or guilt or self-disgust or dis, um, you know, all, all these or despair, like all these different emotions, but bringing our awareness to the space of having this understanding of what energy frequency am I in when I'm doing what I am doing? right? This has to come to working as well, right? If you are someone who is wanting to build your own business or you're someone wanting to like have a side hustle, you know, I don't even like using the word hustle, like side thing, side, like soul mission that you're growing, right? You could be showing up in this energy of excitement at the end of the day and on the weekends where you're so stoked to build it. And this is the thing, right guys, especially when we're talking about business as well, when you're in that frequency, that frequency has resonance. And if you show up in the building of your business, the conversations with people, the building of your website or coaching the calls or whatever it is for you. And if you show up in that joy and in that love, people will feel that and that will make you more magnetic. But if you show up to build your side soul mission, or your main thing with fear and hatred and like fear of not having enough money or fear that you need to work more or fear that you're not going to get the clients, that energy is going to be contracting. That energy is going to hold you back. That energy is, isn't going to get you to the space that you're wanting to be in. 
This they can have the exact same thing with things like alcohol. You know, some people when they go down like the spiritual route, they stop drinking, and and that that's, can be people's decision. That's totally fine. You know, one of my um, it was a conversation that me and Luca had like early on, like quite a lot because um, he when we first met, he was doing a year without alcohol, which I thought was awesome. And even knowing more about his story, as I know him so much better now, obviously, I really was really proud of him for doing that because he needed to like wean himself off of that. However, one of the conversations that we had is that I didn't want to say that I'm going off alcohol forever. Um, and I don't like drink that much. I would say I don't have a problem with alcohol. I'm very, I feel very grateful that I, I don't, but I, I remember having these conversations as like, I want to be able to have a drink at a wedding or with friends or like as a celebration for something, you know, instead of just saying a hard, like no, never hard and fast. Like that's never going to happen. That's again, a different conversation if you have an addiction. Right. Um, however, that relationship with myself with alcohol has been really nourishing. Whereas like, yeah, sometimes it's a sunny day and I want to go have a cider with friends or it's like a celebration. I want to like have a glass of wine or whatever, but understanding it's the frequency that I uh, approach the situation in. Am I going to have that glass of wine out of like love and joy and really respecting that or like a couple glasses or am I even just, even if it's me like getting a little tipsy with friends, is that out of a space of like us just celebrating life and having a great time or is out of a space of trying to escape and not feel into my feelings and not allow myself to, you know, process what's needing to come up because I'm just trying to muffle it with some type of substance or thing or action. This can do with everything. It's not about what you do. It's about the energy that you do it within because these things, right? Things like work, things like dating, things like eating, working out, social media, sex, gambling, alcohol, drugs, they can be done in a space of hatred, in a space of despise, a space of disgust. And that's what I call this. And I I talk about this in my Clarity Code program and in my book. These are our vices, you know, the things that we try and use to muffle and, and silence the feeling that we're not willing to address ourselves. If we're trying to run away from something, right, then just putting something on top of it, right? If you ever are feeling sad or down or lonely and you pick up your phone and you just start scrolling for half an hour just to numb yourself or you pick up a, a bottle of wine or you, you start binging on food or going to work out or, you know, diving yourself all into your business instead of facing what you need to face that's when things become in this space of like okay I need to understand and maybe shift the way that I'm dealing with this this thing right and this is why I I think that it's so important because if we you know and some people might not want to have certain things in life some people might never want to use social media some people might never want to have alcohol and that's totally fine but what if more of us instead of just doing all of these things and maybe punishing ourselves in these ways did these things in an energy of joy, in an energy of love, in an energy of being excited to show up because you know when you leave the thing or finish the situation or whatever it is, you feel uplifted, you feel empowered, you feel enlightened. That shit is amazing. That 
is magnetic. That is really, really powerful. So I really encourage you guys to just take a look at the things in your life, the things that you're doing and interacting with in your life. Is there anything that you're, you, you're quote unquote doing out of, out of an energy of feeling like you, um, you know, have to, or you punish yourself, right? And this, I want us to understand that everything is with balance, right? Sometimes I don't want to go to the gym, but I know that it makes me feel really good because maybe I haven't moved my body in a few days and I know it's going to make me feel really good. Okay. It's us having that, this balance of self-awareness. Um, but is there anything in your life that you're doing out of a sense of self-hatred? You're doing out of a sense of like punishment. How can you adjust that? and make it into moving into that situation or action or conversation or food or workout with a sense of joy, with a sense of excitement, right? That is so incredibly powerful. I even, you know, um, say this, like I think of this as well around food and I use this example as well because this has been something, you know, that's been a really big balance for me. I like, I'm totally a foodie. I love cooking. I love looking up like different places to eat. I love all that stuff. Um, but I used to have like a problem kind of binging with food and, and using it to muffle my, my feelings as, as a vice and, and not feeling what I needed to feel. And, you know, it having, you know, me had to have this evolution of, yes, working on myself, working on my limiting beliefs, working on my healing, working on my self-love, and then approaching the food because I don't want to let go of food in my life, right? I'm not, I'm not going to be breatharian. That's amazing. But, you know, I, I love food. I, I came down here for the human experience to experience food. But when I actually approach my meals now in a way of like coming from a space of nourishing and a space of loving and like how much I love food, I'm so much more aware of like eating until I'm full instead of making myself feel overly full and overly stuffing myself till I'm sick, feeling into my body and really being present in the moment and coming from this space of love. And when we're coming from this energy of love, we naturally move into this energy and this frequency of balance because you're not going to overdo it. You're not going to overdo the chocolate or the cake or the alcohol or the gambling or whatever it is for you, the working out, the, you know, whatever, because when you're coming from an energy of love, you're being in a frequency of balance as well, because you're not running away from your feelings. You're using this as a way to experience and enjoy life instead of a way to stop you feeling your feelings and stop you feeling your emotions. Okay. So I, I want you guys to really have a think of these things in your life that you're approaching with maybe not the most powerful energy of vibration and ask, how can you shift this? How can you shift this into approaching this thing with an energy of love? If it's moving your body and you're currently like, maybe you're overworking out, you know, uh, please again, seek some help so you can have someone to help you move through that. But how can you move in a way that makes you feel good? Okay. Then that you like actually are excited to go and do, maybe it's dancing. Maybe for me, it's swimming. I freaking love swimming. Maybe it's doing a Pilates class, or maybe it's like doing hula hoops or running with your children. How can you approach that thing in the energy of love? That becomes so powerful. So I challenge you, my beautiful souls, sometime this week or this month, when you might be moving into a 
doing something with an energy of, I have to, I got to, I better do it or else I'm freaking terrified of what's going to happen or out of fear or out of lack or out of scarcity. Just take a moment, take a breath, take a deep breath in and a deep breath out and maybe pause Maybe don't go into that activity yet and ask yourself, how can I approach this in more of a sense of love? Maybe you need a break. Maybe you need to go talk to someone. Maybe you need to move through your emotions first. Maybe you need to approach the situation in a different perspective. And then when you're ready, when you're restored, when you're nursed, when you're rested, move into a space of doing it with so much more love, so much more joy, so much more gratitude. And that is going to have radical shifts in your life. It's all about energy, guys, not about what you're doing. So if you've had any massive aha moments or takeaways from this episode, I love it when you guys share. Please, 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 please share with me. Um, And I hope that you're enjoying all of my little sound bites in your little ear holes. Um, I'm absolutely loving sharing them with all of you guys, and I always appreciate your feedback. So have the most beautiful day. Remember about the energy that you approach situations with, the energy that you approach the things in your life. It's not about what you do. It's about the energy that you do it in. Have a beautiful day, my beautiful souls. I love you always. Wait, wait, wait. Before you guys close that app, I just have one more thing to share with you. So I would like to personally invite you, if you are listening to this before July 7th, to my podcast launch competition and my podcast launch party, which is going to be on July 7th, where we're going to be doing a powerful manifestation, meditation, and be giving away prizes from the podcast launch party. So sorry, the podcast launch competition, all you have to do to participate in the competition is to take a screenshot of you listening to this episode on your phone and then go and post it on Instagram, whether it be a story or whether it be a post and then tag me at Danielle Kettlewell underscore and share an emoji, a gift, something that you love, something that you learned from this podcast and you can enter up to eight times. So each time that you tag me with a picture of you listening to the podcast, that will be an entry into you winning one of the epic prizes, which you can win when you show up to the podcast launch party on July 7th at 4 p.m. So if you guys want to join the podcast launch party, there's lots of lots of words here. You can go and check out the links below. Um, and that will give you the zoom link and everything that you need. Some of the prizes are pretty freaking epic. I'm giving away a $222 voucher off a future course for you guys to use. I'm going to be giving away a $55 voucher for you to use at Hay House, buy any of those Oracle decks or books or whatever you're wanting. And then as well, two signed of my own books, the unlikely Olympian sent to wherever you are in the world. So if you're wanting to win some of those prizes, all you got to do is participate, get in there, do it up to eight times my friends get as many entries as you possibly can and then show up to the launch party on the 7th of the 7th yes july 7th um, and join in the meditation and join in to win some of those prizes if you guys have any questions about this or you don't fully understand just send me a message at danielle Kettlewell underscore and i will clarify anything that you need for you and just share this with your friends share it with the world it means the absolute world to me that you are listening and if you're listening as well on apple podcast it would mean the world if you write a review. It helps me get out there to more people. So give it a rating, write a review, be totally honest, and let me know how you feel about this podcast so I can get it out to more beautiful souls all around the world. Thank you so much for listening, my beautiful human beings, and I will see you in the next episode. Welcome to the other side, beautiful souls. I so deeply appreciate you spending this time with me. 
My intention with this podcast is to uplift, love on, and inspire you and align my actions with this intention. But as with everything in the world of personal and spiritual development, take what feels good for you and leave the rest. As a white, able-bodied, cisgender woman, the perspectives I share here are inherently affected by my privileges. I'm actively invested in learning how to elevate and support lived experiences beyond my own, and I'm always open to and grateful for your feedback. I am listening. No matter who you are, where you're from, or where you're going, I see you, I love you, and you matter. So thank you for listening, beautiful souls, and I'll see you next time.